This episode of the Cigar Social Podcast is brought to you by Black Star Line Cigars. From the highly rated Warwich to the outstanding Lalibela and Classic El Milagro. These cigars are absolutely incredible and use the absolute best tobacco from Aganorsa Leaf, which is farmed and expertly handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua. Visit them at blackstarline.shop and use promo code CIGARSOCIAL15 for 15% off your entire order and receive free shipping on all orders over 100 bucks. Black Star Line Cigars. Cigars are a daily operation. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cigar Social Podcast. This is episode 25. My name is Matt. I am your host. Thank you for joining. Today's guest is a guy who's been in the shed before, actually about a year ago. Uh, he was here for episode six, where we talked about Black Starline cigars, his experiences, his backgrounds, and even found out that he sold knockoff cologne for a while. We discussed how uh, he connected with El Titan de Bronze and then off to Aganor Salif. His cigar portfolio includes the highly rated Warwich, the phenomenal Lalibela, and the classic El Milagro. Ladies and gentlemen, the owner and CEO of Black Starline Cigars, Eric Bay. How's it going? Hey, what's happening, man? How are you? Good, good. Thanks for uh, hanging out again. Of course. It's been a while. It's been yeah. almost about a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot has changed on my end and probably yours as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah a ton of stuff, bro. Um, of stuff. Doing your intro, I did not to interrupt you, but it, it sounded like you said I was in the shit. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, I was in the shit. But I was like, oh, the shed. I was like, oh, okay, I got you. The shed. <laughs> the old infamous smoke shed studio. I think when when you were here last, it was just um you know two microphones with nothing. It was bare walls, and we're still mm-hmm. trying to figure this out. So, um, what are you smoking over there? Oh, it's a sample that I'm working on. So, uh, I got it at CPE uh, from the, uh, a new factory that I'm working with. And I smoked okay. one right away, but it had only been rolled for like a week. So, you know, it's still brand new. So, so mm-hmm. I'm like, this, this is the last one that I had. So I've let it sit for a couple more weeks so I can try it again to see how it changed from when I first smoked it. So, yeah. So, uh, this one is going into production, uh, in a couple of days. So, uh, hopefully to be ready for PCA or right after PCA. And I'll be releasing a press release on, uh, who the factory is too. Okay. All right. I think everybody will be very, very pleased and surprised of who I'm working with this time. Because it's not Aganorsa or Tabakalela La Isla or El Titan. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Um, I actually have the, my favorite. This is my by far. I, everyone, everyone has their own and they're, they're all good in their own ways. Personally, mm-hmm. my favorite, the Dark War Witch, uh, Corona. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with the yeah, old yeah. school, uh, hard to find bands from the original mm-hmm. release. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's a great stick, bro. Uh, you know, everybody kept asking me for a darker version of the of the Connecticut Shade Warwitch, and it took me a little while to figure out what I wanted to do with it. And I actually didn't make too big of a change with it. All I did was change the change the wrapper, put more little head on it. It's the same blend, and yeah. uh, it came out phenomenal. It is. It. it I mean, I've had both. Both very well uh, constructed, great blends, and phenomenal taste to it. Um, mm-hmm. But the Dark War, which has that that Corojo pepperiness to it that I love. And again, like you said, just that little more 
little more pop to the the Lajero, you know, really, oh, yeah. really good cigar. Um, yeah. This is, folks, this is a 6x46. It's from uh, Nicaragua, a Corojo 99 wrapper. Uh, MSRP is around, I think I, I saw 11 or 11.99 or so. Depending on where you buy it from. Yeah. And the original release was uh, November of 2021. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is this one is rolled uh, at Agonorsa, right? This is, wasn't yeah. a uh, – the El yeah. Milagros were El Titan to bronze, and then – And then the Agonorsa. Yeah. 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 So they replicated it for me. Our friends at Agonorsa. So shout out to oh, them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good old Terrence Riley. <laughs> yeah. I have sweatpants on. Uh, I don't have khakis on, but – um, <laughs> yeah, I got, on, I got on sweats today too. I mean, the outfit isn't right. If you yeah. have the polo with it tucked into the khaki, yeah. it's not right. So you can't, true. you can't half do it. So no, it's either no, all you got to go. Yeah, it's it's your your State Farm, your Best Buy look. You know, maybe even a Target uh, ensemble. Um, yeah, you know, you, you know we're called the Agonorsa Khaki Crew. So whenever we <laughs> have polos and khakis, we're all Agonorsa Khaki Crew. Yeah. Is, uh, what, are you sipping anything over there? I'm not. When I, um, when I'm smoking samples, I don't drink alcohol because I don't want it to change the profile of the cigar. So, oh. or, or otherwise I've been drinking this rare breed I got sitting right next to me. So, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, right. I'm, not. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to, uh, enjoy this tobacco as we're talking. Maybe halfway through, I, I'll kind of, know how the cigar is going maybe halfway through i'll pour something because i was i was on an interview last night yeah. and that's why i was destroying that rare breed last night so yeah so uh you know about halfway through i'll, I'll pour something with you mm-hmm. hey uh it looks like you're you were supposed to be here in the shed and uh, i gave you the heads up about a couple of days ago that it was going to be 22 degrees and my ventilation yeah. Uh, it's a little loud, and with, if we had multiple people in here, it's gonna be smoky. So it looks like you're in your man cave. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is where all my ideas come from. Uh, when I want to sit around and uh, sit and think with a drink about how I'm gonna win, you know, that's what I do. I sit out here and I just think and smoke and listen to music. And uh, if somebody's here, we talking shit. If not, I'm talking shit to myself. So <laughs> <laughs> I just don't answer myself. That's all. Uh, no, no, that yeah. Uh, that would just be weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Today, I picked a bottle that I saw on your website, and I know in the description of the Dark War Witch, it says go with the Willet Pot Still, which what we okay. had in episode six. Right. But the picture on the website had the Dark War Witch leaned up against a bottle of 1792. 1792. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've seen yeah. it everywhere, uh, the bars, I've seen it at the liquor stores. Never mm-hmm. had it. Never tried it. And yeah, 1792 is good. Yeah. And so <laughs> I was looking for uh, 1792 locally, and mm. I went to Costco. And Costco had the one liter bottle, mm. like the Costco style, uh, mm. for like an extra 10 bucks more than regu- the regular size went for. So I'm like, I picked it up. Uh, a, a friend of mine went through about half of it last weekend, just, you know, because oh, I had to try it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, phenomenal stuff. Uh, this yeah. is. A affordable complex zipper. It's made from a signature high rye recipe. I get like uh, caramel, vanilla. It's not too robust, nothing crazy. It has yeah. almost no burn to it whatsoever. It's just a smooth yeah. zipper. It reminds me, it's roughly about 95 proof, maybe. 
93.7. I was close. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's just one of those, like, just easy. And it's good because it doesn't pull away from the robustness of the, the Dark War Witch. Because mm -hmm. the Dark War Witch has just, like, that complexity to it that if you had something, you know, uh, super hot or super mm -hmm. flavorful, you're going to just cross... But so yeah. just to have something sipping on, uh, folks, this is like a 20, well, the normal size bottle is about 25 bucks. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. you can't go wrong. I feel besides the Chattanooga 91, this is probably my mm -hmm. second favorite bottle with the like $30 and under range, you know? <laughs> there you um, go. Yeah, so I mean, what you need to try that dark wall with, uh, with is, um, uh, room 101 gin. So we talked about gin. that goes fantastic with that dark war which it brings the more the floral notes out of the cigar and it doesn't it's not like uh it doesn't bring them out like like it's annoying floral it's like a, a really pleasant balance that brings out the floral of both both products so i stumbled across that and i was smoking it out and i was drinking the room 101 gin and i was like oh shit i was like yeah this is really good so uh yeah i gotta try to find it I, we got boofy on the show in march April, May, May, March, oh, yeah. yeah, May. It's uh, mm -hmm. two months away, so um, mm -hmm. we gotta. I gotta maybe try to find that bottle for that show so I can kind of sip it with him. Um, but I heard good yeah. things about it. I just don't know if I can find it locally. That might be an, a special order. Yeah. yeah, no, you can't find it locally. Um, and then whatever company like that ships his uh, orders, they can't ship it to Illinois because I tried. But luckily, luckily that's my boy. So he just sent me a bottle yeah. to the house. So I was like, oh, that's even better. Well, maybe we should get on a call with him later and ask him nicely. Since, uh, <laughs> since you know, the, 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 the Bay Boofy bromance is, is alive. That we can, maybe we can get a bottle of a sampler <laughs> sent to the shed. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I'll ask him to see if he's cool. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's not a problem. I, I actually need another bottle too. So See, <laughs> was, there you go. I was going to ask anyway, but you know, two, you two birds, one stone. It. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, I think I think the bottle costs like thirty bucks or something like that. So even if I have to pay for it, it's fine. Yeah, Jeez, I don't care. I just want the I want the spirit because I, I don't I don't even fucking like gin. Gin is disgusting to me, but his gin is actually different to me, and it was interesting. You know. Yeah. So. Um, and then, like I said, when I when I smoked the dark Woolwich while drinking it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is the business right here. I actually would put that as the main pairing for the dark Woolwich, but you can't fucking get his his uh his spirit everywhere. So I always roll with alcohol or, or spirits that are readily available for people to go get. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm not a gin person at all. Recently, with mm -hmm. having people on a show and talking about it and trying different things, there's been a couple of gins that caught my attention. Castling okay. uh, Key made a phenomenal one. And uh, okay. Koval, actually, local Koval makes a really good gin. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Brook Lobby has one, too, and it, it just tastes like gin to me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because they said it's supposed I, to have some kind of peat aspect to it, and I tried it, and I was like, bro, this is just fucking gin. And there's nothing different about it. Uh, You're yeah, it's straight up licking a Christmas tree. Like yeah, that's not. That's, I don't want that. Right, the ornaments. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, well I appreciate you taking the time. I know you've been you've been busy. You've been traveling. Speaking of traveling, where were you last, and what were you doing? I was in Dallas, and I had two events. 
Um, one was that blowing smoke uh, in um, Lancaster, uh, uh, Dallas. This is just south of Dallas. And then uh, the main event was uh, that Saturday was the Underground Fest or NFG 23. Mm-hmm. NFG stands for No Fucks Given. So that's Underground's annual um, annual fest. So I always release some kind of special cigar for that uh, for that event. Like last year, the the release was Lollibella Lanceros. Yes, so and we'll get into that year, one in a little bit, but that, that, <laughs> oh was, yeah. that was a huge oh hit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. What'd you release this year? Um, so I work with Tabacalela La Isla um, in Dominican Republic. It's my first time working with a Dominican factory. Okay. Uh, the owner, the owner Ostos, is actually Terrence's cousin. So I was trying to get away from Terrence, but I just couldn't. I was still fucking around <laughs> with him in some, some form or fashion. So, yeah, and, and I'll say this on air: I, always, I tell Terrence almost every day, "Fuck you." So if he sees this, Terrence, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh man, um, I. Uh, so we went down there for the UG Fest, and uh, Terrence was down there dressed like a butterfly or something like that, and because uh, <laughs> he had wings on his back and stuff. So I, uh, oh, because so that dude, didn't they come out with a new uh, Anagonorsa, yeah. like a like kind of like what yeah. they did a couple of years ago? They did the uh, yeah, like the, the Saint, Saint Terrence thing, Saint yeah. Terrence of Agonorsa. Yeah, what so he that? actually had wings on his back. And, uh, this year, he's like an angel or something, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah, he was either a butterfly or a moth or a fairy or something. I don't know what the fuck he was, but <laughs> it was something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, the blend I released through Tabacalera La Isla was a uh, is a Connecticut broadleaf with a Dominican binder and Nicaraguan Dominican filler. It was a five by fifty. It's robusto, medium full steak. It was very delicious, and it came out to be a huge hit at, at the uh, at the underground fest. So um, we didn't we didn't sell out, but we came damn near close. Like I, when we left, it was like maybe two hundred cigars left. So wow. Uh, and then they've been selling them online, and I heard there's a hundred left, or just under a hundred left. So they're they're going. So, but no worries for those that didn't get a chance to get them. I am bringing that blend out into regular production for uh, around PCA time in July. Um, it is going to be called Mr. Fahrenheit. Um, uh, I got that from Freddie Mercury for the fans of Queen. Uh, he sings about Freddie, uh, Mr. Fahrenheit, and Don't Stop Me Now. And then. Um, I'm also paying homage to firefighters too. So it's, it's, yeah. it's a firefighter stick. And uh, I'm already connecting with a uh, uh, firefighter charity here in Chicago because I'm going to donate a dollar uh, of each cigar that's produced. I'm going to donate a dollar of that to the firefighter charity. So, yeah. Yeah. So anybody that buys a cigar, you're supporting firefighters. Yeah, absolutely. I know you were a retired fire. I was a volunteer firefighter in Jersey. Mm-hmm. So that that hits close to home to me as well. So I appreciate what you're doing there. Oh yeah, and um, cigar dojo you going did next? that band for me too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're they're my go-to band guys right now until they tell me they don't have time for me. So yeah, right. I see. You asked where am I going next? Uh, I was mm-hmm. supposed to go to Detroit at the end of the month, but that got rescheduled. Uh, a couple of lounges couldn't do it around that time, so we we're pushing it back a couple of months, and then we're gonna go up there, and uh, that'll be my first time doing events in Detroit. Um, I'm supposed to go to three one three. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to go to Houston, um, Houston, Atlanta, Nashville, Memphis. So yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, bro, I'm on the run, man. 
I'm on the run. Yeah. I do two. I normally do two uh, two cities a month, and then I do three events in each city. And uh, you know, every time we go, so um, yep. Memphis, I might end up doing four events because I got enough lounges in the Memphis area to be able to do that. So I just got to work out the days to make sure you know everybody uh, got the day open that I need. So. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of uh, my my old traveling days. I did that for about ten years. Just airport mm-hmm. hotel, airport hotel, home for a couple, back on the plane. And uh, oh, yeah. dude, it, it, yeah. it's it's not easy. It it, it yeah. sounds fun. It sounds luxurious, but it's travel takes right. a tear on you. Um, oh yeah. But if yeah. you're ever in the Chattanooga area, let me know when you're heading down to Chattanooga because no uh, no that'll be that'll just have to you know I I would have to drive down there and hang out with uh, with you down there. Um, I got family <laughs> okay. down there, so that'd be fun. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I've never been to Chattanooga, so that'd be something new for me. Do they have a lot of cigar lounges there? Or? They have a couple. Um, right outside of Chattanooga, I believe there's one in outside of, I think it might be still be in Ottawa, called uh, Burns, which is the biggest humidor in Tennessee, I think their claim to fame is. Hmm. And uh, it might be worth checking out. Okay, yeah, I never heard of them. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I, either me or Cliff will reach out. And see, uh, you know, if they, because you know, you got to check and see if people are interested in carrying boutique yeah. cigars. And some lounges they just want to carry like Davidoffs and you know, Padrones yep. and, and the mainstream box. shit. Yeah, so, um, yeah, if they're boutique friendly, I, you know, I'll definitely uh, reach out to them. And if they want to check out some samples, I'll send a few out and you know, see where it goes. You know what I mean? So, so last time we were here, we chatted in a shed, and uh, like we said, there's a lot happened. A few things that I know of, I'm sure there's others that I don't. Um, let's start with some of the new sizes that were released in this past year. You had uh, starting with the Lalibela Lencero. Dude, mm-hmm. I know we know people that just <laughs> eat it up. Um, people that aren't even fans of Lanceros are yeah. are just digging it. I personally yeah. love it too. I I don't buy Lanceros. It's just yeah. something I don't reach for at a humidor. But mm-hmm. when I tried that, I'm like, well, I guess I'm gonna have to get a couple of those too. Um, yeah. What well, inspired you? Always- if I bring Dark Warwish out in the Lancetto, that's going to be delicious. <laughs> it's going to be delicious. Yeah. So you'll have more yeah. of that that Corojo ninety nine around the around the Lancero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that may be coming out. You know, I, I don't know if it'll come out this year, maybe early next year or something. You know, but um, what, what inspired you to go Lancero? A lot of people Atlanta. stay. Steer, steer away from that direction. Yeah, Lancero's are my favorite size. A lot yeah. of people don't even know that. Lancero's are my favorite size out of cigar because you're getting all the flavor out of there. And if there's any bullshit in that cigar, you're going to be able to taste it because there's not a lot of filler in there. So it's just all, all flavor or it's going to be all trash. It's going to be one of the two. <laughs> so, you know, so depending on what the blend is, you know. Yeah. So um, that's what made me want to bring it out because I, I just felt like that blend would be fantastic in that size. And it turned out I was right. You know, uh, everybody's going crazy over, over that, over that blend. And I'm actually getting uh little threats. Like if, if it doesn't come back out soon, it's going to be a problem. So well, that's, that was my, that was my next question. I know that that was a limited release. Yeah. yeah. Going into regular production, maybe. Hmm ish. I'm not sure if it'd be regular production It maybe each year I'll just, yeah make more of them uh because the thing is is it's it's a pricey cigar um yeah. because for one agonorsa doesn't grow uh, san andreas tobacco they source it in this is the so, only tobacco they source in i believe right so uh um, yeah they source that in 
So they pay somebody to get it, and then they upcharge that on me too. So, and then uh, a lot of people don't know Lancero's is the most expensive uh, size to roll that I know of because it's you know it's a smaller ring gauge, so it's harder to roll it to you know to that perfection that they ordinarily would get in the Toro or Corona box press or whatever. So, um, so it's harder to roll than the, than the San Andreas getting sourced in, which keeps bumping the price up. You know. So that's why I was like, well, that'll be my first limited edition cigar because, you know, it's, it's just a pricey stick to me, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw the Lolly but, Bella was also in Gordo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You thinking about maybe breaking out a Lolly Bella Robusto? Somebody was actually talking to me about that last night, and yes, that is that is on the plan to come out as well. Uh, that blend would be delicious in, in, a, uh, in a Corona or a, uh, or a Robusto as well, so... Um, I yeah. uh, yeah, with Lolly Bella, the the Gordo size. I don't know if you know the 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 blend was actually blended for the Gordo size. Uh, okay, yeah, that that was the original intention. That was the original size for the blend. Then I I scaled it down to the Toro because I I knew once I cut out some more of that filler that the Lejero would make it even stronger, and I was right about that one too. So, because the Toro size is definitely different than the than the Gordo, the Gordo still has strength and it's still full body. It's just the Toro will it'll punch you a little quicker, you know. Mm-hmm. Another uh, Vitola was released last year. Uh, you had hinted to it when we talked. Uh, the Black Star Line, uh, the Dark Warwitch, is mm-hmm. now in Robusto. Oh yeah, yeah, that's and actually my favorite size for that blend too right now. I will say that. Uh, we met at a at a herf and you handed me one of those and I tried it. Mm-hmm. That in the Robusto, yeah, that is a, that's a, that's it's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a beast at that size. Would you believe the cigars and I reviewed it and they gave it an eighty six. And uh and he put on there I don't know if Eric reviewed it or who reviewed it, but whoever reviewed it said it had bitter notes in it. And I was like, nah. But then you know, I don't know how the cigar was being kept. Once yeah. it leaves me, I, you know, I, whatever you're doing with it, I don't know, you know. So, but I was really baffled by that because I've smoked like a thousand of those and I've never gotten any bitter notes. And nobody else has ever gotten bitter notes out of me either. So that was kind of weird to me. And you know what? When it comes to those ratings, uh, I mean, obviously, those are each person's individual opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. We did the, the blind review here with uh, the guys from the Chi-Town crew and the cigar I handed to my right when I gave mm-hmm. to Marty. I gave him the, the Agonors, the Rare Leaf. Okay. And when I first looked it up, it was like, oh, well, so-and-so rated it an 86. And then so-and-so rated it a 93. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. all right, this is what I'm going to do. I got off. I found four people who did it. I found the mm-hmm. average. Yeah. The average was 90. I'm like, that's a solid, yeah. you know, I will, yeah. I'll give it that. But, like, yeah, there's some people who just, I don't know what they're, how they kept it, like you said, or what they're drinking with it. Mm-hmm. Or what yeah, they're just there. Too their palate, you know, translates it as, you know, so it's, it, it could be completely different to other people. Yeah, I would look, uh, if there was that, anything bitter about that blend, I wouldn't have brought it out until no. I figured out why it was bitter, you know, because um, I normally can, I, I could pick up bitterness in your cigar. It, it doesn't matter what cigar, even if it's a, a sample that I'm smoking, I, I'll, I'll pick up the bitterness in it. Never got it out of Dark Wars at all. Um, yeah, and what I also saw, uh, I believe Small Batch has it on sale. Uh, there's a Lancero Warwitch out there now. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Are you taking uh, the Warwitch down the, the gauntlet of sizes and maybe bringing a more different, maybe a Gordo Warwitch or, uh, you know, anything well, like that? Or um, There will never be a Gordo Warwitch because the wrapper can't handle that size. So the Connecticut Shade wrapper is very thin and it's yeah. very temperamental. Even with the box press, they have to be careful with the 6x46 box press because if they box it, if they're too rough with it, it, it little parts of the wrapper start breaking off. So, and the reason why I know that wrapper doesn't work in a bigger size is I tried it. <laughs> and, and, and like right, right when you start smoking it, the whole fucking thing just starts cracking up, you know? So it just yeah. can't, it can't handle over a size of say like six by 52 for a Connecticut shade. Now the Dark Warwitch can, Dark Warwitch can go up to a Gordo because the, the Kuroko 99 wrapper is more supple than that yeah. and thicker than the Connecticut shade wrapper. So that could go into a bigger size, but Connecticut, I mean the, uh, the Connecticut Warwitch, no. No. Um, the the Connecticut Woolwich Lancetto has been out for a while though. It's, yeah. it's got yeah, it's got bundles, boxes, everything. So yeah, that's been out for a while. Um, and as I actually, I was smoking on the on the uh, on the interview last night. I was smoking a uh, Connecticut uh, Lancetto. So and uh, yeah, that Joker got me high too. I, I went in and laid on the floor for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> Happy St. Patrick's Day to me. <laughs> yeah, and I was drinking the rare breed too. And you know, the rare breed is 112 proof. So between the two, oh yeah, I had to lay down for a second and, and collect myself. So, mm-hmm. so with uh, you got the Connecticut, you got the Connie, you got the Corojo. Mm-hmm. Are you thinking of maybe uh, adding uh, anything else to the Warwitch line? Or are you going to kind of leave it there? Maybe like a Cameroon or maybe an Escudo, maybe like an extra dark Warwitch? Well, I am not familiar with sourcing tobacco in to uh, Aganorsa. Because all those, all those rappers you mentioned, Aganorsa doesn't have them. Um, so I'm not sure exactly how I can change it again. I mean, I, they have a sun-grown Habano I could use. Uh, and they got a Corojo 99. They got the Corojo 2012. They got San Andreas. Uh, and I may be missing yeah. a rapper, but it's only so many options of rappers I'm going to be able to do with Warwitch. So probably just to keep making Warwitch interesting, I'll probably just keep adding a size in here and there, you know, until I fill out a nice portfolio just for Connecticut Warwitch. So, um like I said, I can do more with the uh, Dark Warwitch because of the Corojo 99 wrapper can handle a little more than the Connecticut Shade. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But, yeah, uh, and like I, I mentioned, I have the the old label of the Warwitch here um, since we've talked last. And like you mentioned, uh, our friends at Cigar Dojo kind of gave it a little bit of a, a makeover, if you would. Oh, yeah. uh, the labels for Warwitch, the labels for Lalibela. I think yep. the El Milagros are the same, right? They're, they they stay yeah, they're the same. same same band. I may have them uh, play around with those bands just to make them pop even more, you know. Because uh, the bands now are cool. I think they could be better, though. So um, I may, like I yeah. said, down the line, whenever when I'm getting ready to re-up on El Milagro, I may have them play with those bands and uh, – and see, because the thing is that the the Black Star line that's that's on there, that's my alternate logo. So use that, and then um, the black with the blue stripes or the black with the red stripes. That was the original band when when I was with LT and Bronze. But I fucked up when I put that band out because it had no branding on it. It was it was it was a black you know black in the middle, red on the top, red on the bottom, and it had the Chicago Stars embossed on it. 
but it didn't yeah. say Black Star Line anywhere on, on the band. So people loved the cigar, but they were just like, but whose cigar is it? It didn't have any branding on it. Right. But, you know, that was me being brand new to the industry. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So and it, and it showed. But as I learned, I was like, all right, yeah, we need to change those bands. So I changed it to the current band. So it looks like the old band from the back, but then it has Black Star Line on the front. So, yeah. But uh, like I said, I probably have Dojo play with them. Uh, you know, freak them a little bit for me, make them make them uh, real sexy, and then you know that'll be the permanent band for that for that for those blends. So let's get to the new, the uh, the new cigar coming out coming soon. I believe it's an mm -hmm. exclusive for Binnie's, right? Mm -hmm. Or will it be released anywhere else, or just the Binnie's locations? Um, right now, just Binnie's because I did the okay. cigar specifically for Binnie's. Yeah, um, it's called John Baptiste. Uh, we're paying homage to John Baptiste Point du Sable, and he's mm -hmm. the founder of Chicago. He's a Haitian man. So a lot of people don't know that Chicago is founded by a Haitian man. So, you know, I feel like it's my duty to keep on teaching history because that's why I like to use stuff that means things and yep. stuff that's interesting and that sparks conversation. And then people are smoking and then they want to look up who was John Point or John Point du Sable, you know, John, John Baptiste Point du Sable. So, you know, they'll look him up and see he spoke several languages. Uh, he was a uh, a trader, uh, you know, so, so he traded furs and all kinds of stuff. He was a businessman, you know, so he did a lot, you yeah. know, uh, in, in, you know in, back in the time in the 1800s or whenever, uh, I think Chicago was, was it chartered in 1887 or something like that, if I remember? I can't remember, but um, yeah, mm. so we're, we're, we're it's, it's a 100% it's a Chicago cigar, Biddy's, Black Star Line, DuSable, so that's I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm pay, I'm, yeah, I'm paying homage to the city wholeheartedly on this one. Mm -hmm. That that band is that a that band was designed by by you or was that a who designed Dojo. that band? <laughs> Dojo. Dojo did that too. <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah, they are my go-to guys for bands right now. So they do a great job. Jordan and Eric, they do a great job. And uh, only way they won't do the bands if they tell me they don't have time to do it. That's the only way. Yeah. So. Where's yeah. that cigar? Uh, that cigar rolled. Where's that going to come from? That's Aganorsa. Yeah. So it's a Corojo 2012 wrapper instead of the Corojo 99 this time. So Corojo 2012 varietal. Then uh, Nicaraguan binder filler. It's a medium full stick. Very very flavorful. So, yeah. Yeah. When, we, uh, I had the uh, I had the Corona uh, the Corojo 2012 when our our buddy Terrence was here in the shed. He did mm -hmm. the experience with me. So it was, it was awesome to try, you know, the 99 versus the 2012, the, the flavor differences that you're going to experience with, with those. So I'm interested yeah. to see how that 2012 sits on top of that blend. Did he have his polo tucked in his khakis when he did the interview? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> of course yeah, he did. Go. He's the khaki king. <laughs> yeah. uh what size is that going to be released then six by 52 satoro okay yeah, so uh they're being they're in um bundles of 10 so um and they're not in boxes they're all in butcher paper so oh cool and cheers to you because I just poured uh, some some rare breeze. So uh, I'm 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 halfway through the cigar, so I already know where this is going. So I'm gonna see how it's gonna go with this with this liquor now. This you got it. You got to 
you got to try, yeah. you got to pair, you got to, you know, mm-hmm. test. It's a, yeah. or validate, it may or may not I guess. Be good. Right. You know, it may or may not be good. We'll see. But, Hashtag uh, ABV. Right. <laughs> yep. Always be validating. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um, so yeah. that thing so is released. That when is, is going to be great? When is that going to be on shelves? Um, I am anticipating uh, June. As is my thoughts, because the thing is, is it's just uh, I ordered three thousand cigars, so it's been taking Aganor for six months to roll cigars. But that's for my like my normal order because I got a I got a quote for an order that I just put I'm getting ready to put through is for twenty three thousand cigars. So that's going to take them six months to roll. But for three three thousand, I, I had to talk to Terrence like, is it going to take six months to roll three thousand cigars? And he was like, no, 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 brother, no, no, no. We, uh, you know, we, we, we'll get it out to you. We'll get it out way before six months. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I appreciate that, bro. So, and, you know, it, like I said, we're in March, so I, I think once they get done rolling and they let it age, and you know, they package it all up, and it, it should be like around June, you know, when it's warm here. So. Um, and we're looking to do some kind of, um, if we can pull it off, uh, some kind of event at Benny's, like a launch event for the cigar, you know, yeah. so that'd be, that'd be great. So, you know, I'd definitely be letting all the, all the shots on crew know and everybody that's free, you know, come out and hang out. And, you know, if I have it my way, we're going to have liquor vendors there and, and food and then the cigars and we do it at the Lincoln park location. If they'll let us do it there. Cause they have a patio back to smoke. Oh, cool! Smoke. They have a bar in there. They have you know. This this it'd be it'd be nice if we could pull it off. We just got to see if the if the uh, the area is is open or available when we're trying to do it. So, Mm -hmm. speaking of Benny's, uh, I know you're obviously have that good relationship, especially with two of your cigars making their top ten in 2022. Lolly Bella made number ten. The Dark War, which this one uh, made number three, yep, which yep. obviously super impressive, and congratulations on that. Uh, obviously, thanks, with forty-six locations or whatever they have to have seven. that forty-seven locations, it, it, it's cool to to know that that you know you, you were able to to kind of rise above some of those big boxy mass-produced yeah. cigars and. Um, the one thing Monday I brothers Tatuaje and Roma Craft <laughs> and all, all of them are in in those humidors and yeah and 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 those cigars stood up uh, with them and and you know and proved that they're just as good if not better. The one thing that I noticed I was uh, I was uh, at a Benny's two days ago mm-hmm. uh, here in uh, the Geneva location. I was walking okay. through the humidor and I noticed that. The, the, the product placement on the shelf, especially for mm-hmm. something that rated a number three on their list, was like kind of like below the knees, especially, I mean, just in that location. Yeah. I didn't know if that was a, a cross wide or if there's any rhyme or reason. But with walking in those humidors, the advantage uh, of product placement obviously is, is huge because anything mm-hmm. between the knees and the tits is, is a, you know, grabbing mm-hmm. reach eye level. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that you have any type of influence on, or is that simply up to the corporate or just the yeah, manager I, of that location? From what I understand, is the managers of each location because each each location you go to, my product is placed in a different area, whether it's good or bad. Because I've had some people looking for my cigars and they couldn't find them because they uh, the way they had them placed was all fucked up. 
And, you know, like it was behind like another brand on the show. And I was like, what? The so <laughs> I've been complaining every time I hear about a location. See, I didn't know about Geneva had it bad too. So every time I hear about a location, I either reach out to Jack or one of the other humidor managers I have a great relationship with. And, and I tell them like, you know, for the cigars to be highly rated like that, they need to have better placement so people can see them and they'll get them. You yeah. know, uh, cause it's a local cigar. A lot of people like to support local businesses. So, um, and, you know, and then, and like I say, like, I'm a retired Chicago firefighter. So first responders want to support too, you know, but it's hard to support if they can't fucking find the shit. So, you know, but I don't have a lot of control over that because it, it's just three of us. So, you know, we hit Benny's when we can, but you know, I'm on the road and stuff. So I can't, I can't make it to all of them. You know, it's, it's, it's too hard for me. I don't have enough time. but yeah so people that are watching this if you're in Benny's and you see my products in a bad placement uh, either you complain about it while you're there or send us an email or text us or something let me know what location it is so I can mention that this you know at least put it in a better spot so so the product will move you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so in that point of discussion when you're entering brick and mortar locations, is that uh, a topic of discussion, like right off the jump? Hey, you know, product product placement, shelf shelf location, or is that something that they? I mean, we just talked about Benny's, but we're talking like you know, small mom pa brick and mortars. Is that something you can negotiate and uh, when you enter those locations? Well, when I when I'm getting placed at, or getting picked up by a lounge, I don't talk to them about placement. I actually let them do it initially. Um, okay. Because a lot of times when you when I when you get in the new lounge, they want people to know they have a new cigar out, so they'll put it somewhere so people can see it. You know, from Jump Street, and then they'll move it somewhere else. You know, for like it's you know quote unquote permanent home. You know, uh, I'll wait for that to see where they put it, and then if it's in a bad spot, then then I'll you know I'll. I'll start asking like, Hey, you know, that's not really a great spot for you. You know, you think you got something else you can move and, you know, we can put our stuff there that, uh, you know, people will see, see where it is more. So I normally will wait. I don't do that from, from up front because, you know, some, you know, it's like going in somebody's house and then, you know, you're your first time there and you start yeah. talking about, Hey, you think you ever thought about putting your couch over there? Like it'll look a lot better over there. If you put <laughs> your couch over there. So yes, yeah, so I don't do yeah. that. I, I let them, uh, do what they want to do first and then you know i'll have a suggestion and I, actually i just talked to a lounge about that last night i'm carried at and it is the cigars in a bad place and they, they weren't moving so i went in there and i personally moved the cigars for them not moved them to a different location but i sold all of them so but i also told them like hey you see the agonorsa stuff over here is moving it's in a better location put my stuff right next to the agonorsa stuff because it's all agonorsa and then let all agonorsa sell together you know, so in other lounges, I tell yeah. them that too, like, uh, you know, put my stuff next to Agonorsa stuff. It, it stands up right with it, it's just as good as not better. And um, it, it'll it'll move right along with the Agonorsa stuff, so. Mm-hmm. But this, um, so last this year, going good with it was cigar. official that you were uh, joining forces with Illusione. Right. There we go. Yeah, they distribute us. That helped me out tremendously. Uh, they, yeah. How how is that? Mm-hmm. You know, you're a year in now. How how has that helped you at mm-hmm. all? 
um, you know, um, pros and cons. I was doing all the distribution myself, and it, and I was doing all the distribution myself, and it was kicking my ass. So, um, and then I was actually storing everything here at the house. With that last order I placed, it, it was so big. I, it was no way I was gonna get all that stuff in my house. So I it, I had to do something. I was actually looking for a warehouse here in Chicago, and I just wasn't successful in finding one that I liked and thought I could do. Then I would have to hire employees to work in the warehouse and all that type of stuff. And I just I don't have the capital for all of that just yet. So I met Brian Matola uh, from uh, Cavalier, and he talked to me about Illusione and this distribution and blah blah blah. Then I talked to Howard about it. He explained to me how everything goes. And I was like, hey, man, I'm fine with it. Let's, let's, let's do it. Because me being associated with them and Aganor, so that, you know, that helps me out tremendously. Um, so that's the pros is, uh, you know, it took a lot of work off of, my t- off of my plate. The con is they, they pay a month after. So uh, anything I sell in March, I won't get paid for that until April. So that kind of throws off my bill schedule and everything because I'm used to, you know, taking a, a, a lounge's credit card right then and then the money will be in my account in a day or two. You know, now I got to wait for a month. So it's an adjustment period on on when I'm getting paid so I can, you know, do what I need to do to pay the people that I owe, you know. So that that's the con about it. But other than that, once I got used to that, bro, that's, that's not really a con either. It's just an adjustment, adjustment period. So. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I have just a great having to, with, to uh, float Illusione. a little bit here and there. Are, is Black Star Line available mm-hmm. in brick and mortars uh, in other countries? Are, are is Black Star Line international at this point? Uh, I have international customers, but I do not have a, uh, a lounge presence outside of the United States. So I have customers in Japan. I have customers in England and Germany and Canada. You know, so but. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't have a placement there yet. We did do Enter Tobacco last year, and uh, you know, so we can get our name out there across the pond. And we just haven't gotten any any uh, any orders yet. So, but they told us when we were there that they move extremely slow. So, and then uh, David Blanco from Blanco Cigars told me that he had to go to Enter Tobacco at least three times just to get his first order. And I wouldn't be too happy about that because it wasn't a cheap trip at all. So I can't keep spending the money and I'm not, I'm not getting anything out of it. So we're going to go back to Enter the Back, but I probably won't get a booth. I'll probably just take a bunch of samples with me in my suitcase and then we'll just walk around and network, and, you know, give out samples, talk to people, let them know, we, hey, we're still here. We just don't have a booth. And then, you know, try to get, get something in there. Uh, Boofy's, uh, is going to try to help us get over there and uh, Mike Rosales too because they, they already have distributors over there. So. Um, with them backing me, they may help us to get over there a little faster than me trying to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Boofy, he's going to, like I said, he's going to be in the podcast mm-hmm. in May. And I mentioned, oh, yeah. I, I mentioned the Bay Boofy romance. Has there been any recent <laughs> shenanigans that you can share uh, in this past year? Or, or maybe even a specific question uh, you would like me to ask him when he's here on the show. Um, what could you ask him? Um, I can't remember the exact story. It was, it was a story about him in the in the lounge going to the bathroom or something. That I, I can't remember exactly what happened. I had to think about it. Um, 
I don't know. You can just you, you can just ask him. Uh, you know, how, how did me and him meet, and, and uh, how did, how did we become brothers? That that'll be a good question to ask him. Because yeah. uh, he he's gonna tell yeah. you about the IG live we did and that type of thing. So yeah, you can you can ask him that because that's when we really. Because I didn't know him before that IG live, you know, um, and actually I hadn't really smoked in his cigars either, you know, um, and then we got acquainted on the IG live and he just he just loved me, you know, and uh, he told me at the IG live, he was like, dude, you're hilarious. And he was, he was like, here's my number. Anytime you need to call me, he was like, fucking call me, bro. He was like, he was like, I'm with you. When I saw him at TPE, he told me, he was, yeah. like, he was like, yeah, man. I'm uh whether you know it or not, I'm 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 unofficial Black Star Line. So he was like, I'm working for you. <laughs> he was like, I'm he was like, man, you the little guy that's fighting it. He's like, I'm rooting for you. He's like, whatever I need. So uh yeah, that's that's my brother, yeah. man. I love him. I love him to death. So mm-hmm. But this ride goes really yeah. well with this. I can only imagine cigar. the uh I can only imagine the chemistry between uh you you two. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you mentioned TPE. Uh, TPE 2023 was in February. How did that event go for Black Star mm-hmm. Line? It was good. It seemed a little slower than the past TPEs, uh, but that's because they didn't have it when they normally do. They normally have it in the end of January. Um, so when they had it, uh, what's the name was going on in the Dominican Republic? Uh, the big festival they have down there, not, not Puro Sabor, but, uh, Puro Sabor is Nicaragua, but, uh, it's, uh, fuck, it's right on the tip of my tongue. It's, it's a big fucking cigar event that they have down there. So a lot of people went there. Uh, Cigar Dojo wasn't even there because they were in fucking Nicaragua, uh, hanging out with Nick Perdomo. Uh, you know, so it was some people that were ordinarily there that weren't there because they were elsewhere, you know. We still did well though. So it, I, it was, I hate Vegas all the way to my core but you know we make money when we go to the trade show so it's a necessary evil that i gotta go through so um i was already already looking for airbnbs for uh pca and i'm just dreading it because it's, it's pca is longer than uh tpe so i'll be in vegas longer than so, uh <laughs> than normal so mm-hmm. you'll be at pca it sounds like are you also going to be at rocky mountain Yeah, I'll be at PCA, bro. It's uh the the recording is kind of like the the audio is going in and out sometimes. So, uh, will you be at Rocky Mountain too? Um, if I come, it'll be to do events. I won't be doing Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. Uh, I can't do that event until Smoker Friendly picks me up. So, because financially it doesn't it doesn't work out for me, you know. Uh. We got a lot of exposure for the first one that we did, but financially it didn't, we didn't make any money. You know, we sold a lot of stuff, but they, you donate 1500 cigars, you know, to put it for, for the bags. And then, um, smoke is friendly, keep 60% of the profit or whatever you sell. So that leads me down to 40%. And I gave up four, 1400 cigars and it's just for, for the size I am, I can't do that unless they pick me up. So I ran into Jeremy at SCPE yeah. and uh, we talked about it and I gave him some more samples and I was like, bro, like, you know, they're great cigars and they'll do well. You know, I, I need y'all to pick me up. So he said he, he's going to smoke them and then we'll, we'll have a conversation about it. So it's just a matter of me reaching out to him to remind him like, hey, I haven't forgot. I'm still interested in being carried by Smokers Friendly and 
you know, what's up? Because we can we can make some noise with Smokers Friendly, and they and they'll buy a lot of product from us, and then I can do Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest because they'll buy enough product, whereas I'm making some money, and then we can, uh, you know, we can be there and uh, you know, and and rock rock the rock the event out like we would. So, mm-hmm. uh, one more question on events: What, what upcoming mm-hmm. events can folks find Black Star Line? Um, I mean, obviously the big ones are PCA, um, but what do you have uh, coming up? Um, Memphis, uh, May 6th is the um, barbecue cigar. Uh, the Tinderbox? Event. Oh. No, Tinderbox is not throwing it. Okay. One of my frat brothers, uh, this is his third year. It's his third, the third annual. Uh, it's, I, I'm messing up. And it's like cigars, barbecue, and whiskey. Is what it's called. So it's a big event he has, like right in downtown uh, Memphis. And there's DJs. There's a whole barbecue competition. Uncle Nearest comes. Like the owners of Uncle Nearest come. There's vendors. Uh, not only selling cigars, but there's vendors that are selling cigar accessories and clothes and you know all that stuff. So it's a, it's a, it's a very good event for those that like barbecue and cigars and whiskey. So um, that's an annual event I do with them. Um, I'll probably be. Uh, in the Smokers Abbey uh, uh, tent, because normally I sell the product to them, and then I show up and I sell the product for them at their booth, because they're uh, they participate okay. in the event, and they're the only they're the only lounge that's there that actually has an owner of a brand that comes and and helps them sell. So, uh, so yeah, so we'll be there for that. I'll, I'm gonna do some at uh, uh, Havana Mix right on Bill Street. Uh, I'm going to do something at Spring Street and then uh, I'm probably going to do something with Tinderbox too because I'm carrying it in all four locations in a, in, in for them too. So, um, yeah, so like I said, in, in Memphis, I'll probably end up doing four events. So I, I'm going to be busy as hell in, in Memphis. So. You mentioned uh, you mentioned uh, events and uh, you mentioned uh, a cigar you did for Underground for the NFG. Mm-hmm. Do, it, it, do you normally... Uh, are, are, will you be bringing that event stick uh, to those those events as well, or do you have a specific, mm-hmm. you know, release that you do for for certain events? No, I I'll only do a special release for an event if they request it. They don't request it, I'm just coming with my core line. So, um, and okay. I can't bring the one from Underground because it's damn near sold out anyway. So, uh, like I said, I think they only have roughly about a hundred cigars left. So, um, and those won't last long because everybody's been talking about them. And some people said they're going to be eating ramen for the next couple of months because they're going to keep buying the bundles until they're, until they're gone. So, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it's like when I tell you it's a, a fantastic cigar, I was really pleased how that came out because I don't work with a lot of Dominican tobacco and it's my, really my first time really working yeah. with it. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it came out very, very good. Some people say they rivals the Warwich, so... Yeah. I mean, I feel like mm-hmm. like Nicaragua has the like it's you know maybe <laughs> here's a play on on Aganorsa, but Nicaragua is like New Cuba, right? Like you have phenomenal <laughs> leaves being grown in in Nicaragua and and the the Esteli uh, Jalapa Valley, uh, but the DR doesn't mm-hmm. get enough recognition, and I feel like uh, you know you have your Davidoff, I believe, is down there, and the Opus X is is from from mm-hmm. the DR. So it it only makes yeah, sense that that people are just eating up that 
Yeah. And so I can't wait to try to get my hands on one of those and, and to see. Um, so let's have a little fun with some folks here. We, we talked about this. Black Star Line, obviously, is the uh, official sponsor of the Cigar Social Podcast. You, you, you've heard the, the advertisement right. before the episode started. Let's do a little bit of a, a giveaway, a little bit of sweepstakes, a little bit of fun. Um, this is how you're going to enter, folks. Enter the comments, uh, whether it be wherever you're listening, and I'll, I'll search through all of them. Give me your best knock-knock joke. Some of them are going to be, you know, fall flat. Some of them are going to make me laugh. Eric and I might even collaborate and try to find the, the best one. But this kind of falls in line mm -hmm. with my next episode, which is going to be on April 1st, April Fool's Day. Folks, we're gonna, I'm going to have a, a buddy here of mine. He lives a couple blocks away. He is the dad joke expertise. Uh, he is the, one of the funniest guys that I know locally. And we're going to sit here in the shed, and we're going to joke off. I, folks, I said joke off. Um, the winner, uh, go into the comments section. Give me your best knock-knock mm -hmm. joke. We're going to sift through it, and then on the next episode, we'll, we'll announce the winner. Mm -hmm. um, well, let's tell them what they're going to get, Eric, though. Can, can so, yeah, like, what, do you, yeah. What, are, what, is the, what are they going to win here? So I am willing to have a uh, Black Star Line sampler pack. So it'll be one Dark Woolwich, one uh, Woolwich, Connecticut Woolwich, one Lalibella, one uh, El Milagro Sungrown, and one El Milagro Corojo. And you'll get uh, Colibri uh, B-Cutter with Black Whoa. Star Line logo on the back. So this is... This, Guys, you this see that? That is, that's awesome. And, and a uh, brand new, branded Colibri Black Star Line B-Cutter. So I'm sure a lot of people... Folks, don't forget to... <laughs> Yeah. I mean, YouTube, Spotify, uh, Apple, Google, Audible, Amazon. S there's so many. I, we're, we're broadcasting everywhere, uh, all platforms. So mm -hmm. go into the comment section. Give me your best knock-knock joke. And, uh, you know, maybe your name will be called on the next episode. Um, well, Eric, again, I believe th this episode's down to a nub. I, I'm... I'm Coming down to the label, it's it's coming too quick. I love this cigar, by the way. This thing is phenomenal. Uh, thank you, brother. Um, yeah. Uh, that was the that was the uh, the the bad part about the robusto when you start making it because it's like that the end comes quicker and uh, I, this thing is just oh yeah you get that one tear uh, dropping out your eye like goddamn it's it's over yeah it is <laughs> it's one of those like man I. You know, some cigars are, are nub-worthy, right? You just kind of smoke it so you can't hold it any longer. People even have little pokes and prodders and tools to – and I've even seen people stick it in a pagar just to get yeah. everything out of it. I might yeah. invest in a pagar just for this cigar. Um, <laughs> dude, thanks for joining, man. I, I know you're busy. I know uh, I know you got a lot on your plate, so thanks for chatting here at the Cigar Social Friends of the Leaf, don't forget to check out Black Starline Cigars at blackstarline.shop. Use promo code CIGARSOCIAL15. That'll get you 15% off your entire order and free shipping on all orders over 100 bucks. So 
take yep. advantage of that. Uh, and you're welcome. And thank you. And uh, as I mentioned, next episode will be April Fool's. Uh, it's going to be the Smoke and Joke episode. So it should be a good time uh, until we put smoke in the air. Uh, stay safe. It's crazy out there. Uh, we'll see you next time here at the Cigar Social Podcast.